This right here is the Twib Larry. You are now listening to Twib FM. Real talk, real awesome. Finally, I'm finally free. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in. Our show tonight is an exceptional one. We have Ariel Johnson. She is the founder and creator of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. So she has decided to take the initiative to go ahead and start her own comic book store, focusing on inclusivity and diverse characters. So if you're interested in listening in as well as um, having any questions or comments about the discussion, you can do it a couple of ways. You can go to uh, the TWIB website, twib.fm forward slash live. There's a chat room in there. You can converse with other TWIB users on that platform. Also on Twitter, we use the hashtag BGM podcast that puts you in the feed with other live listeners who will tweet comments and questions throughout the show. And you can also give us a call right here. The studio number is 718-404-9320. Again, that number is 718-404-9320. And my co-host tonight is LaTanya. And before I pass the virtual mic over to her, I just want to make a really exciting announcement for the comic geeks that are listening. I know a lot of you guys are listening in tonight. Tomorrow, we're running another giveaway. This is going to be a big one um, in celebration of Black Comics Month. Uh, so the hashtag, if you've seen it on Twitter, it's been circulating really heavily. Um, kudos to uh, Vixen Varsity, who created the hashtag Black Comics Month. And what we're doing to help celebrate that is we're giving away 20 signed copies of Greg Pak's comic book called Vision Machine. So 20 signed copies from Greg Pak himself. And for one lucky winner, you will get War Machine Volume 1 Ironheart. So you'll get that along with a signed copy of Vision Machine. Uh, so check out the website. That's where we're going to do the giveaway on it. And that's going to start tomorrow. I highly recommend, if you haven't done so already, um, to, first of all, subscribe to our new newsletter. Uh, those of you that have already subscribed, you probably saw something in your inbox this morning from us. We deliver it on the 1st and 15th of every month. But also, in addition to the newsletter, there's the subscribe feed. So that way, every time a new blog post is published on the website, that gets into your email. So that way, you don't miss any opportunity for these giveaways that happen. Um, the comic book gig giveaway will start tomorrow, and then it will end on February the 23rd. So check that out. And special thanks to Greg Pack for, for coordinating that for us. Um, so thank you for that. All right. So I'm going to pass the virtual mic over to LaTanya. Um, introduce yourself, let us know what's going on, and then I will introduce our guest, Ariel Johnson. Hi, guys. I'm LaTanya. Um, I'm the founder of sprinklesandbooze.com. I'm a blogger, stylist, designer, and professional party thrower. Um, currently, I've been busy blogging, creating products to promote daily life celebration on my shop that I'm trying to get up and going, and um, nursing myself back to health. I've been very sick for the past week. So that's been my life. Aw. <laughs> we'll get well soon. Thank you. 
All right. So our guest, Ariel Johnson, got the idea for Amagam Comics and Coffee House when she was a sophomore in college. After going to her local comic shop to buy weekly comics, she would go to an indie coffee shop directly across the street and read every comic that she purchased. But that routine was interrupted when the coffee shop closed. That's when she thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a place where you could not only buy comics, but you could hang out, read them, and maybe get into friendly and geeky conversations. As a woman of color that enjoys comics, Ariel has always been aware that she's in the minority, both as a woman and as a person of color, and it felt very lonely, and it was very easy to feel out of place in the fantasy world of comic books, a world dominated by straight white males. The internet and social media specifically has changed that. She imagines Amalgam to be a space that focuses on inclusivity and diversity, promoting and celebrating the vastness of what comic books have become in genre, subject matter, and characters. Amalgam's goal is to create a space that builds community. In addition to the primary business, they will host special events, movie nights, trivia nights, gaming tournaments, and geek-inspired craft nights. And as they offer summer workshops, introducing comics as an art, as well as a vehicle for storytelling to children. Their focus will be on low-income female and minority children, and this connects with the goal of promoting diversity in comics, since she believes that the only way to truly diversify comics is to diversify the potential pool of comic book creators. Amalgam will be located in Philadelphia in the new Kensington neighborhood, and she has already acquired space and is now building on or working on the build-out. Doors are to open late April, early May. Thank you, Ariel, for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, uh, Jamie and Latanya. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. I am so inspired um, by what you're doing and your story. Um, you know, so many people talk about diversity and its lack thereof, and I know I'm guilty of it. Um, and we always complain about what's not happening. You know, why are we not seeing enough representation? But here you go, you say to yourself, I'm going to open up my own comic book store. <laughs> <laughs> so so what inspired you to say that to yourself? And what is the mission of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House? Well, um, I don't know. Like, I've always had, I guess, an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so whenever I see something that, um, or when I don't see something that I'd like to see, I think, you know, is there a way for me to 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 do that can i help make that a possibility and with the thing with the uh uh comic book store it was just you know again i can't tell you how many times i've been in a comic book store and you know gotten into a conversation just because you're finally in a place with people who want to talk about the same things you want to talk about but the environment is not conducive to having a conversation you know there's nowhere to sit you're leaning you're holding you know, your your belongings awkwardly. Um, and, you know, all of that doesn't is not conducive to conversation. So it's like, well, what if there was a place where you could have those conversations? And initially, that was as far as my plan for Amalgam had gone, just like, oh, create a community space. But just as I got older, and I saw, you know, the lack of diversity and and realized that I wasn't seeing characters that look like me enough or characters that look like other people enough, I realized like, whoa, I could really um, join forces and, and help change that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so that's, so that is our thing. We, we do want to be a community space and a space where everybody feels welcome. It's not, I'm not trying to 
exclude anyone or, you know, it's not like if you're a white male, you're not welcome in the store or anything like that. It's just that, but in addition to that, there needs to be other people represented, you know, cause I, you know, I love Spider-Man and Iron Man and Captain America as much as the next person, but that's not all I want to see. Right. Right. Wow. I, I think the burning question for many others who are interested in this concept is how did you obtain the funding and how were you able to secure space for the store? Um, well, I've been talking again about Amalgam for a long time. Um, and, and the initial funding that I had to get uh, as far as I have, and you know, that will get me a little further is from my sister and my brother-in-law who have been really supportive in this whole process and really like pushing me and encouraging me to keep, keep going. Um, you know, there was, uh, you know, starting something like this is difficult even to just make yourself go, you know, like, like finding the energy to, to, for that push off to start. Um, and they've been like, uh, instrumental in ensuring that I, you know, keep going and that, you know, I, I do the next thing and do the next thing. Like be, before I got this far along, when I was really in my business plan stages, my brother-in-law, every time I would talk to him, he would, he would ask me like, have you done anything for the store today? Like, did you, you know, did you do some research? Did you, you know, look into this? Did you look into that? And just holding me accountable. Mm -hmm. um, so that really like motivated me to keep going. And, you know, again, because they were so excited to see this happen, uh, they were willing to give me that initial seed money to get the project off the ground. Nice. All right. I'll pass it over to Latanya. That's actually like super awesome. I wish my family was just like, here's some money. Go. Start this. <laughs> like we believe in it. That's amazing. Um, name your top three reads currently. And can you pair them all with a beverage? Well, I have to be honest because I, because of the store, Oddly enough, I'm not up to date on anything um, just about. So it's funny. It's like I'm opening a comic book store. And because of that, I'm behind on all of my reading. Um, but the most recent things that I have read are uh, Saga. Um, and Saga, I just feel like, you know, things happen. And I'm always like, what? Um, so so, so with, with Saga, I would have to say like an espresso because you just need like a shot of energy to like absorb everything that you're reading mm -hmm. um the next thing is like x-men um i am pretty behind on x-men though that is my favorite uh franchise yes. um but so i could just you know i could probably read x-men comic books all day so when i think about x-men i think of just having like a like a, a good latte mm -hmm. like maybe like mm -hmm. a caramel latte or a or a mocha you know just to kind of like sip and yeah that sounds about right. yeah that feels right <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh, I'm just Feels reading right. X-Men, you know. <laughs> and then so the third thing I'd have to say, now, I, I am not actually up to date on Walking Dead comics, but I am up to date on the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is, I am trying to stay up to date on certain television shows, at least so I'm like not being spoiled all over social media. Um, right. And for Walking Dead, what I'll say, I just need a cold glass of water to the face. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> These last few episodes, I don't, I don't want to spoiler anyone, but the not the last episode, but the uh, mid season finale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fell out of my chair, like lit, like I just because I was like sitting on the edge of my seat, and when the final scene went down, I just was not ready for it, and I just like kept 
falling. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? So, yes. <laughs> Walking Dead good. messes me up. Those are good pairings. I agree with all <laughs> those. <laughs> um, what kind of music will be played at the store? Um, like, who, what is your playlist going to consist of? Like, what artists are you thinking would be played? Well, you know, I want to keep that... I again, I want it to be a community space, so I don't want it to just be music that I like. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to leave like music choices up to the barista for the most part. Um, you know, so it's you know still coffee shop vibes, so nothing too hard or you know I wanted everybody to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But you know that could mean a, a whole host of different things. But I know if I was at the coffee bar. You'd probably be listening to Adele, Amy Winehouse, Lauren Hill, John Legend, Lettucey. That's like, amazing. Yeah. I want to go to your coffee house right now. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's some really good music to be playing. So it really is. Yeah. So you you have a website where you are crowdsourcing the funding for this and um, from what I understand, your goal is at 5000 just so that way you'll be able to move forward with your ultimate goal of 30000 But if you don't make the 5000 then you lose all of the, the crowdsourcing monies. Um, is that accurate? Yes, that's correct. The, the way, um, and let me just say, the, the website that I'm using is called Moolah Hoop, M-O-O-L-A-H-O-O-P. And that crowdsourcing, I'm sorry, excuse me, that crowdsourcing site is specifically geared towards women so in order to use that site there has to be a woman like actively involved in your business either an owner or a manager or something like that Mm -hmm. and they've been awesome just very hands-on you know I've had communications just back and forth as far as like the best way to proceed and how to get the best results and things like that and the way that their site is set up you get to set um, milestones so I have three milestones the first one is five thousand the second one is 12,500 and then the ultimate goal is 30,000. And for the first milestone, that is my all or nothing milestone. So mm-hmm. if I if I don't make the $5,000, I don't get to keep anything that's pledged, but if I do make the 5,000, I get anything above and beyond that. Even if I don't make the next two milestones, I still keep the funds. So the $5,000 milestone is really critical to the success of the project. Wow. Okay. So where are where do you stand now, and how many days left are in the uh, campaign? The campaign. Um, let me double check. So now I just want to make sure I am giving you the most up to date number. Okay, we are currently at two thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. So more than halfway of the initial goal. Okay. Um, and we have. We have 15 days left on the campaign. The campaign ends on March 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. So you heard that, guys. Campaign ends March 3rd, and right now you're only halfway there at the 5,000 goal. Yes. Okay. So did you do any research before opening up a comic book shop? Like, did you find out sales trends of consumers in your area? Did you study any sort of marketing analytics about racial um, or gender demographics? What what research, if any, did you do before um, staking out a location for the comic shop? 
Um, well, I will say comic book research is difficult because there's not a lot of official data compiled. Um, so I did use, uh, like, uh, I did do demographic research at the library, basically looking to see who lived in the neighborhood that I was trying to set up shop in. Mm -hmm. um, so I did do that. And, and the neighborhood I chose does fit those parameters because generally like people who are into comic books are between the ages of 15, 18 and 40 who are, who are really um, involved in that um, in the uh, I'm sorry, the whole uh, community of it. Um, and it's about 50, 50 women and men. Um, it's not as, it's not as skewed as you think it's about 50% each way of who enjoys comic books. So just based on that, I looked around and I thought that the neighborhood that I chose would work well for that. Also the neighborhood that I chose is, uh, it's, uh, arts community. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like, uh, you know, both young professionals, but young artists who were in the neighborhood. Um, Frankfurt Avenue is actually an arts corridor. So I thought having like a comic book focused, you know, artistic outlet would be would be awesome because there's nothing like that on the corridor currently. Um, but yeah, but I will say like researching the comic book store was difficult just because there's not a lot out there. There's not, you know, like official data, like a lot of the stuff I found, I found on Facebook um, there's a guy who kind of does his own, uh, he makes his own extrapolations about comic book trends based on people's Facebook likes, because there's mm. no, you know, nobody sitting down and like doing really in-depth research on, you know, who's reading comics and why and things like that. So that was, mm. that was a difficult, uh, part of researching for the store. Hmm. Okay. I, I want to take it to Twitter. We got some questions here. Um, one in particular about the name Amalgam. This is from Marmar82. Um, he wants to know about the name because it also was affiliated with uh, Marvel and DC Comics Company. Um, how yes, did you come I up do. That? I know that. Um, so it w the name actually came from a very organic place. Um, we were throwing around uh, different names, um, trying to figure out what to call it. And Amalgam was actually the last one. So initially we were thinking like Red Planet, um, Amazons, uh, No Boys Allowed. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I we like were. That and, one. I like that one like, too. We thought, it, we thought it would be funny because it is generally a boy space, and then it's like, oh, No Boys Allowed. But then we thought that might be alienating to you know some right. clearly. Yeah. Um, so we didn't do that. We were also thinking about the Geek Spot and. Uh, the top, the top spot we were actually went to. Uh, we were thinking about uh, Kaboom Comics and Coffee, um, but then there was, you know, because we like the alliteration. But then there's also the issue of it's KKK. Oh, Because we oh, wanted to spot everything with a K, and it was like, wait a minute, that might be weird. And yeah. also, I I had a friend who was a, a male, and he and he um, discouraged us. He was like, I don't know about that because I can't see grown men wanting this you know wanting to come to kaboom like oh let's go to kaboom he was just like i don't know about that um and so my friend you know that i was talking to just said you know uh, you know we just wanted she was describing what we wanted the store to be and she was like you know we just wanted to be a place where you can geek out whatever that means for you if it's gaming if it's 
comics, if it's Trek, if it's Doctor Who, whatever. And she's like, yeah, we just want it to be an amalgam of things, an amalgamation, I think she said. And I was like, wait, stop. I was like, that's it, amalgam. Because it, you know, it means it means a blending, a merging together of different elements. Um, and then, you know, top that off with like the coffee and 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 things like that. And that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a brilliant name. It's really yeah. smart. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a lot of people really, really like the name. Mm-hmm. Most of everybody's like, I love your name. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, good, good. Um, I want to take it to Twitter for one more question and then I'll pass it over to Latanya for hers. I don't know if this is a question really directed towards our guests or if it's just a question in general, but um, Alan Smithy at Shy Hustler on Twitter wants to know about The Walking Dead as well as X-Men. Do you consider those to be diverse uh, comics? Um, In X-Men, he says, is it because Storm is in it? And then with uh, The Walking Dead, the fact that they have color characters of color. Um, So Ariel, any any thoughts on that? I, I can share some as well. Oh, sure. Um, well, X-Men, you know what? I feel like X-Men could be more diverse. I mean, based on, I mean, and, they, and there are characters of color out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, beyond Storm, uh, you know, there's Warpath, there's Sunspot. Jubilee. Um, Jubilee. Yeah. Um, uh, Prodigy. Like, you know, I can think yeah. of, like, there are people of color and that go beyond, um, you know, even North Star, who's gay, and just married his partner, who is African American, I believe. Um, yeah, so you know, so it's there, but it's funny because for a book that is so focused on, I mean, you know, it is basically the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. It, the, the characters are very whitewashed um, for the most part, and I be, but I think that makes sense for the time that you know it was created. It came out in 1963, so it was a way to deal with this issue of you know, diversity and, and people of in a minority group not being accepted. But in that period in time, you know, everybody would have had to be white or it wouldn't have been accepted at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. I still think like, you know, enough time has passed that, that more effort needs to be made to really make the cast diverse. Like, uh, it's acceptable yeah. now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so I do think more effort needs to be made. Now, again, I'm not up to date on the comic book, so I'm not sure you know, who all is in the comic book versus the television show. But as far as TV goes, I think The Walking Dead is probably one of the most diverse shows yep. on television. It sure like, is. Like, I've never, like, the, the, and the point where it really hit me is when uh, when everyone, uh, when they went to do the medicine run and they were at, you know, and it was uh, Daryl, Michonne, um, Bob, and Tyrese, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and Daryl was the minority in that. And I was like, this is crazy. It's like, when did you ever see this? It's like, there are three black people and a white guy. And you know what I mean? And the yeah. show like focused around them for that particular episode. And it's like, how, what other show can you think of that that happens? Never. It's Never. so funny. Whenever they show a scene with a whole bunch of black characters, we all get scared on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> And we're like, uh oh, there's too many black people in this scene. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's about to die. Um, <laughs> so that you're right. 
Walking Dead is incredibly diverse. And by the way, kudos. Thank you to Seth Gilliam. Seth Gilliam plays Father Gabriel on The Walking Dead. He just signed on Twitter. And he also is now a follower of BGM, Black Girl Nerd. So look forward to tweeting with you tonight. So uh-huh. Appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Dim Deads on Twitter. Hashtag Dim Deads. All right, Latanya, you're up. All right. Um, if any comic book character could walk into the stop or stopped into the shop, I should say, who would you want it to be and what kind of drink would they want? Okay, so... I'm I'm a real I'm a hardcore uh storm girl. Yes. So storm of course. <laughs> um, of and course. you know storm is so, you know, it, she's so powerful but so chill at the same time. So I could just see her coming in and ordering like a chamomile tea with honey and just like, you know, making everything feel serene. Uh and then the second person would have to be Michonne. Um, again, cause she's a girl that looks like me. She has, you know, she's brown skin. She's got locks and she's, mm-hmm. you know, handles a sword. Well, mm-hmm. yes. I'd like to think if it came down to it, I too can handle a sword. Well. <laughs> 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 if I needed to, I could handle business with my katana blade. Um, yes. but I think she would come in, um, and at least in the show, you know, you get like a glimpse of what her life was like before. And she was like a fancy lady. Um, so I think she would come in for like a caramel latte with no foam, you know, and just sit <laughs> and, uh, and sip. I can just see that being a thing. Oh um, but God, if they... so good at this game. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> is that, can I break in? Is that something that you plan to do with the shop is um, have coffee brands and different types of coffee synonymous with characters? Um, that is not, I haven't thought that far about it. I did want to do like some special drinks. Like I have a couple of drinks, um, that I'm thinking about and working on that are named after characters that are kind of inspired by them. Um, so nothing I'm ready to like release to the public yet, but I have been thinking about it. And a lot of people have been asking me if I will do like comic book and drink pairings, like, like in the store, like, oh, if you're buying Spider-Man also, you know, try a such and such, um, and I think that would be a fun thing to do. So now I'm I'm thinking about that. People are giving me ideas as I go. That's so brilliant. I love it. I like thought that you're going to think I was completely crazy asking these questions, but these are my real thoughts. <laughs> no, thinking. no, that's <laughs> no question is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've mentioned that this project has been ten years in the making. What has been the most difficult part about plotting and planning? And also, did the plotting and planning require any superpowers? Um, I I haven't manifested any superpowers yet. Um, and I think it's probably for the better if I didn't, uh, the general consensus is if I ever got any sort of power, I would quickly become the darkest version of myself. I would be evil. The dark Phoenix. Uh, Yeah. I would just like, they were like, oh, if you had too much power, my friends are always like, it would just corrupt. You'd start like hurling people across the street. And I just, (laughs) it's like, that's probably fair. So. So no, thankfully I have not manifested any powers during this process, but um, I don't know, each, each, each section has had its own hurdles and, and at each point I get to, I always like feel like, I don't know if I can do this. Like even with the research, cause you feel like there's so much you can research. Have I done enough research? Should I keep going? 
you know, you get, you get overwhelmed and it's like, I don't know if I'm doing enough. Can I even do this? Maybe I should stop. Um, and then when I got as far as I have now, you know, you run into little hiccups here and there, which is just, you know, that's to be expected. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, and then you look at it and you think, oh my gosh, this is difficult. You know, I don't, I don't know. Can I do this? Maybe I should stop. Um, so I think the, probably the hardest part of of everything is to just keep going like mm-hmm. no matter no matter what it looks like or how it feels because each each part of it feels difficult when you're in it and then of course once you finish it's like oh that wasn't so bad it's kind of like this retrospect and can- honestly like you don't have anyone else to go off of that's doing something as similar to you like you can go off of comic book shops and coffee shops like you know like you could do that but it's so unique that you have nothing you're you're just winging it. You're like, okay, let's see what how this is going to play out. Right. And and honestly, so there, I, in my research, I actually found that there are a few other um, co- comic book store and coffee shops, but they're all in the Midwest area. Oh, okay. So nobody mm. anywhere near me. And again, you know, not, not with the same focus. Yeah. Again, Cause I, I can assure I'm the only black woman doing this. Um, right. As far as like the, the comic book store and coffee shop, being a person of color being a woman like there's nobody else doing that Mm -hmm. so even my perspective on it is different I'm sure I'm thinking about different things that the you know the other proprietors weren't necessarily thinking of Mm -hmm. you know just because their situation you know your situation is different so you think of things based on your perspective yeah which is just you know natural of course well, girl, you better work because this is awesome. I'm so excited for it. You have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm oh, so I mean, happy. I'm... <laughs> and even and even so, it's still so rare. So it, once I'm up and running, I think I will be the sixth one in the entire country. So wow. out of out of the 50 states, there are only wow. five other comic book stores and coffee shops. So that is so amazing that's awesome. it's gonna happen it's it's gonna happen it's gonna be built it's gonna be grand and there and will I'm be a blurred meetup and i'll be there too. Yeah, i will come <laughs> out and visit i'm in connecticut i'm not that far i will drive out to your your grand yeah. opening i i will fly out if i have to um <laughs> i i will do that and um ashley if you're listening i'm crashing at your place okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I want to take it to Twitter, and then I've got my own question here. This is from Pirate Jenny, um, at Lakia underscore P on Twitter. She says, I'm a newbie to reading comics. What would you recommend to get started? Um, to get started, I always recommend some someone read something that is very finite. Um, like if you try to jump into X-Men or, you know, or Wonder Woman or something that has like this, you know, 40-year history behind it it can be overwhelming mm-hmm. so I would recommend something like if you wanted to do like V for Vendetta or mm-hmm. um or the Watchmen even though the Watchmen is, is dense it's long um right, but V yeah. for Vendetta is a little you know is, is much shorter but you know very good um or maybe even trying things like if if you were a Buffy fan Buffy is in comic book form so if you want to pick up Buffy in print you could do that or something like why the last man that you know you can get everything in a trade paperback because it's done Mm -hmm. um you know and you can just like read and kind of just get your feet wet because that's the hardest thing like when you first start buying you don't know where to start right um and i think books like that are good jumping on places and also gives you 
almost like the confidence to say, yeah, I can really get into this. I'm going to keep going. Because mm-hmm. something about comic books is intimidating. And I don't, I don't know why. I think it's but... so many. You go into the store and there's so many. And you're like, I don't know. And then you're, you know you're not starting at the beginning. And it's right. just, I, I get that overwhelming feeling too. Because I read a lot of indie comics. And uh-huh. if I go just walk into a store, I'm like, oh my God, there's just so much. And I don't, I have that issue with like mainstream comics, I guess, where I'm like, I don't know what to get. Like, I'm, I feel more conf- confident in picking out something indie because it's like not as intimidating, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah, not there's as... not a longer history of yeah, it as it's like, it would be reading like The Flash, where there's yeah. all these different universes of The Flash. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sub-universes and, yeah, um, alternate universes. Um, so, yeah, I, I can definitely see how folks would be very intimidated because it's, there's a lot of history there. I mean, if you're picking up a comic like The Flash, I mean, it, it started way back i think it was in the 1940s um so yeah yeah, it it has a long yeah there's several decades of history involved with um that particular uh comic book character but i think that's a good point that you make as well ariel um like buffy start also with reading comics that are based off of shows that you watch there's a lot of comics that are out now sleepy hollow has its own comic orphan black has its own comic now so if you're a fan of those particular shows Check out the comic and see if you want to get your feet wet that way as well. Also movies, because there's lots of horror movie comics. And mm-hmm. I I read some of those. So that's a good one, too. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So got a lot of questions from Twitter. So I really do want to take it to Twitter with uh, some of these inquiries. So we've got, let's see here. Um, this is from Robert Young. He says, will it be a comics only shop or will you also have gaming merchandise? Okay, so there there will actually be gaming merchandise. So this is going to be phase two of the project because with the initial budget that I have, I'm not going to be able to add the gaming section just yet. Mm-hmm. But there there is a room that is separate from the general uh, comic book coffee shop that is in the back that I want to have uh, some tables and also some, um, some gaming... Uh, platforms back there such as uh you know something retro like super nintendo and then like a playstation or something so like have two tvs set up so people can sit back there and game but also have tables if people want to do D or magic so I, again i do really do want to be an all-inclusive space it's like i'm not discriminating against any geek medium so whatever you geek about it is like welcome in the store mm-hmm so yeah, so we are not forgetting about the gamers. If if you if anyone checks out the the video on the crowdfunding campaign, I actually touch on that. So in a fun way, I think. Yeah, I love your video. I thought oh, it was thank really you. cute. <laughs> thank you. All right. So another question on Twitter is from D. She asks, "When's the grand opening date? How much is left to be done? Photos, updates." <laughs> <laughs> well. So right now I'm in the process where I am working with um, selecting my contractor and starting the build-out process. Um, the, at the time estimate for the actual construction, once it starts, will be somewhere from two to three months. So we're looking t- to open our doors in late spring. Um, but I do not have an actual date yet because, you know, we still have to go through the permitting process and the work hasn't actually begun yet. Um, so... I won't know that until a little further down, but if you follow us on 
you know, Facebook or Twitter, I will be posting updates as things happen, including pictures. Um, there's nothing really much to take a picture of just yet. It's um, a pretty, uh, pretty cavernous and empty space right now. But but all of those things are forthcoming. Another question on Twitter is from Dan Lee, Danielle Lee. Uh, she asks, will Amalgam Philly host uh, cosplay events? Uh, she wants to attend a steampunk event very badly. That steampunk sounds awesome. Um, I like dressing up, so so I'm always down for something that involves a costume. Um, I would I want to host a whole number of events, um, cosplay events being one of them. Again, the space is large enough that we really could um, like hold a party in there. So even if it was like a, a steampunk dance party, like that kind of thing, I'm keeping the um, the floor, floor plan pretty open and all of the bookshelves and everything that the comics will be on will be, uh, they will be mobile, like they won't be stationary. So I can at any point in time push things off the floor to make the space bigger. Mm-hmm. So that allows us to be flexible. So even, you know, if it's a movie screening, like if someone is coming out with like a, a fan film or some indie film and they want to screen it at Amalgam, like I'm open to that. I'm open to cosplay events. I'm open to just about anything. That's awesome. I, I really like the fact that you're very open to um, other subcultures to be, you know, integrated into the comic book shop, that it's not just a static standalone comic book shop, that you're inviting gamers to be a part of it, cosplayers to be a part of it. So that's really great. I mean, you you stand by your word. You say inclusivity, and that's that's really awesome to hear that from you. Um, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who want to open up their own business but don't quite know where to start? Um, I would say start with the business plan. Um, like if you go to the SBA.gov, which is the Small Business Administration, mm-hmm. they have like a, a general template for a business plan. And the thing that I like about their business plan is that they actually ask you questions. <coughs> Excuse me. I too am getting over a cold. Um, but they ask you questions like, you know, what is your customer base? What are you trying to do? And then you just kind of fill it in by answering those questions. Now, and and, and I wouldn't stop there. Like I didn't just fill out that, fill out their business plan template and stop. Like after I filled it out, I printed it out and then also, you know, copy and pasted it into Word. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of looked over what I'd done. And then from that point on, like went into each point of it and expanded, like, you know, went in depth on it. But the SBA is a good start because sometimes it's you kind of know what you want to do, but you don't know what it looks like. And that process helped me understand, like, what am I trying to do here? Um, If you look at the the big picture, it's easy to get um, confused that, you know, you can even get lost in what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So like plant, like doing that kind of thing really helps you kind of even just order your thoughts so that you can figure out, okay, well, what's now, what's my next step? Nice. All right. Good. Good stuff. Um, you had already answered this. I was going to ask you how soon are you looking to open the store? Um, what's the plans for grand opening night? Do you have any specific um, <coughs> itinerary or schedule for when this comic book store will open? Um, So I, again, um, the actual opening date is 
hopefully sometime in, in May if everything goes according to plan. But as far as events, I do want to have a grand opening party. Mm -hmm. And actually one of the um, perks on the crowdfunding is if you, um, now I can't remember which level it's at, I'm sorry. But if you give a certain amount, you actually get a free VIP ticket to the grand opening party, which means, you know, I'd, you know, you you get a free ticket to come in and um, and a special acknowledgement for your um, your help in the project and helping make it uh, making it a, a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, so that's so that's right now the the main thing, just the general grand opening party. And then I'm sure as we get closer, you know, we'll have a whole host of things that we want to do. Like we our list is long. We even have like craft nights that we want to host. So like, oh, nice, like geeky craft nights, because um, I saw this thing online where this woman, anybody who out there who's a Whovian, she took Barbie dolls and made weeping angels out of them. And when I saw it, I was like, I want to make a weeping angel. And I was like, that would be so <laughs> cool to just have like a geeky craft night and do, you know, whatever, like pick something and like, oh, we're going to make the such and such from whatever, you know, this is so fun. Everything and, you're saying is so fun. And another thing for the cosplayers out there, this was another idea we had um, for like when we're coming up on cons and things like that. And for people who cosplay and, you know, like you sometimes you just have to make what you need mm -hmm. and and maybe like partnering like with a local sewing school or something like that and, and doing things like how to make a basic cape, how to make a basic mask to help people make their cosplay costumes. Mm -hmm. So things like that. All right, good. Um, I'll toss it over to you, LaTanya. Okay. Um, you kind of answered this with the um, newbie question, like what comics you would recommend, but this is a little more specific, I think. Um, what would you recommend to friends, family, or like a boyfriend, girlfriend that is either fell out of reading comics or that um, you want to get into comics? So it's kind of the same question, but it's more specific for like loved ones, I guess. Okay. It, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just, like, it's, like, easy to tell someone, like, okay, you should try this, but it's also, like, kind of weird when you're recommending, like, if you're the person trying to get someone else into it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Um. So, for that, what I would probably say is something with, like, source material that they're already familiar with. So, immediately, I think of, like, fables, because it's, uh, you know, uh, fairy tale based. Mm -hmm. So, people come in... It's like you, you, so you don't feel like you're being dropped into this world with these characters that you don't know. It's like, you know, all of these people, but what the book is doing is taking what you know about the characters or what you think, you know, and kind of turning it on its, on its head. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's fun, especially because uh, fairy tales in and of themselves are like, you know, in a renaissance now, you know, everything, everybody's like retelling fairy tales and, yep. and, and going back to the, you know, like the darker root of them. Mm -hmm. you know, um, without like the, the, you know, the Disney sugar coat on it or whatever, which is interesting because fables really are more adult. You mm -hmm. know, they're not, they're not really for kids at the, uh, at the end of the day. Um, so yes, yeah, so I guess I would just start there, like introduce them to things that they're already comfortable with the concepts and even mm -hmm. things like, you know, if they're not into comics, but they're watching Walking Dead, it's like, okay, maybe you, you might want to try reading it. Because yeah. You, or if you saw the Watchmen movie, how about you should read it? You know, yeah. just things like that. 
Okay. Um, you did touch upon like social events that you want to do at the store. Um, but are there going to be any that are like super social, like any, any like speed dating with specific topics, like a star Wars talk night for like star Wars lovers or like anything like that. And if you do, I would totally be into hosting it. So just saying. Oh yeah. Um, I, I definitely wanted to do, be able to host like it at the very least, like a book club, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I don't know, you know, it, we choose something that gets read and we read it. And then every third, you know, Thursday or something, we meet and talk about it or something like that. I think that's fun. The speed dating thing I think is interesting. I never thought of that, but that actually could it be It would be cool. so much fun. I yeah, and, you're, and then you're so meeting bad. people where you don't have to like explain your oddness to them. Mm-hmm. Um, because right. I've definitely I've definitely dated yeah, people exactly. who didn't quite get. I want to host it. Yeah, you got a host already. Look at yep, that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm open to that. I will be in contact with you. <laughs> awesome. What kind of comic books, uh, graphic novels? What kind of um, literary material we will we expect to find? at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Would this include mostly independent titles or the bigger publishers? Um, so of course, yeah, the the bigger publishers will be there, of course. Um, I don't think you can really be a comic book store and exclude them, and I don't want to. Um, right. Again, you know, I, I love all of those characters. But again, um, my focus being on diversity and, and things like that, I'm definitely going to be looking into some indie stuff, stuff that you you know, wouldn't necessarily see in other shops, stuff you might have to look for. Um, one thing that I like that I think of right away is uh, the Harlem Hellfighters by Max Brooks, um, which is a graphic Love it. novel. Read it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and just it's one of those things. It's like it's an awesome book, but how many people really know about it and how many comic book shops are really like pushing it in the forefront? Like, man, you need to read this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to do things, you know, to to do that. Like, that's my focus. So, yes, we will have like the like the broader titles, but I'm going to really work to push the smaller things, especially the the diverse smaller things into the forefront so people know about them and know to ask about them. That's awesome. So glad you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I sometimes I will go in some of these stores and these local comic shops and I'll ask for those kinds of titles um, like Harlem Hellfighters and they don't have them. And it's like, why? Right. And Will Smith is um, going to be optioning a film for based off of Harlem Hellfighters. So oh, someone, I did not know that. Yeah. Someone as big and as famous as Will Smith, you know, trying to get this made into a film. And if you're a comic shop and you do not have that book, you're missing out. You're right. missing out. So um, thank you for, for bringing that up. What has been the most difficult part of this project for you? And what has been the easiest part of this project? Um, that is, that's tough. I, I don't know if I'd classify any portion of this as easy. <laughs> um, um, but I will say where I, where I am right now is, is difficult because um, there's no roadmap. There's there's nobody sitting here telling you do A, then B, then C, then D. You know, it's you're kind of out there on your own a little bit. And as a first time business owner, 
you know, I've never done this before. So everything is new to me. Even the things that, you know, if I decided to do a, a second or third business, you know, by the time I got there, I'd be like, oh yeah, you just do this, this and that. But right now I don't know that. And if you don't know it, you don't know it. Um, so just kind of navigating the the pitfalls and the mistakes and, and things like that. Um, I guess throughout the process, the most difficult part of the most difficult part is to not lose, uh, not lose hope or not lose the vision because it's easy to get discouraged. Um, it's easy to get discouraged. I can't tell you how many meltdowns I've had. Um, and I can be honest about that. You know, just you think this is never going to work. What was I thinking? What have I done? You know, it's like, you know, all of my savings is gone and it's not going to work. You know, all like you just think about like all the negatives. Um, uh -huh. so, so one of the hardest parts is to not that, not that you won't do that. Cause I think again, anytime you're doing anything big and anything worth doing, there's risk and there's headache. Right. Um, so, so because of that, there are going to be those meltdown moments. Um, but you always have to, you know, get it out and know that that that's natural and then like rein yourself back in and keep going. Um, that's what other business owners have told me, you know, that's natural, but just keep going, keep putting one foot in front of the next. So I think that's probably the most difficult part to just keep pushing through, even when it doesn't seem like it's working. Mm hmm. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. I don't know. <laughs> yes like yes it. indeed yes indeed um i'm gonna go to twitter and then i'll pass it over to latanya for her question this is from <laughs> ashley graveyard shift sisters she wants to know about um film screenings will there be any yes 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 definitely 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 um i have one that i'm that i'm been in talks with i don't want to announce it you know just in case but i'm really excited about the prospect of being able to have this uh, particular film shown. That is definitely something I want to do. Again, the space is so, because the space is so large, we have the flexibility to do that. And we have like a wall that is perfect for like a screen, like, at, like it's already like in my to-do list. I'm already like, yep, we have to get like uh, the projector equipment and stuff like that. Cause I'm like so excited to do that. Even to do what I wanted to do is, you know, do like a throwback Thursday thing. So do like throwback Thursday movie nights and then have things mm -hmm. like The Last Dragon or uh, Ghostbusters or whatever, you know, stuff that's kind of niche and geeky and cult following mm -hmm. stuff and just kind of yeah. have people mm -hmm. come out and like enjoy them together. Um, you know, because anytime you find somebody that kind of geeks about what you geek about you get excited so like the idea of like watching the last dragon with a room full of people who love the last dragon like makes yes. me giddy you know it's like yeah. i've loved that movie for a long time i've been watching that movie since i was a kid yep and mm -hmm. you know yeah and i know and i know you guys love it too so yeah yeah <laughs> i was about to say i mean it was huge the live i mean just live tweeting <laughs> we got geeked out about it. I can't imagine being in a room full of folks and, and watching it, um, you know, as a screening, but the live tweet was so phenomenal. And uh, even having Ty Mac involved uh, to live tweet with us was, was awesome. So um, yeah, I, I would love for you to, to carry on that tradition with 
uh, doing a screening and even just live tweeting while you're watching the screening. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be awesome. So that's good. I mean, it, it sounds like it's encompassing of so many different things, this store. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I want to live there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and that's, I mean, basically, I'm, this is, this store will be the inside of my head, basically. It's like, basically, you've walked into my mind. It's like all the things that, you know, I just get so excited about in one place. Like, that's really what it is. And I think that's why I'm so excited about it. Cause it's like, you, at the end of the day, this store is everything that I love all in one place, you know? Um, and that just like, it makes me really, really happy. And it makes me really happy that to know that there are so many other people out there like me, um, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, as you all know, which is, is a real thing, especially being like a black girl nerd and feeling like, am I the only, is it just me? And then mm-hmm. to know it's like, no, it's not just me. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Right. There's a ton of yeah. us. We're out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more question. And then Latan, you get to Geek okay. Soul Brother. <laughs> I promise I'm going to give it to you next. Um, <laughs> this is from Geek Soul Brother. He wants to know what organizations might you partner with in Philly to grow the brand or the store itself? Oh, so you know what? I haven't really talked to any uh, big organizations, um, though I do have some in mind. Um, but I really want, you know, I have friends that are artists and writers and movie makers and things like that. So I think I'm thinking on a smaller scale to begin with. Um, to just kind of help my friends and, you know, talented people that I know, like get their stuff out there and, you know, again, like show their movies or have a book signing and things like that. Um, I haven't, uh, again, I haven't like made like really solid connections with bigger organizations in Philly, though I do have some in mind, um, such as, uh, you know, the mural arts program, like I would love to be able to, which is, you know, murals are a big thing here in Philly and I would love to be able to work with them and and maybe see if we can get like a a mural inside the store or something like that. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking about those things, uh, but I don't have anything solid just yet. All right, Latanya, it's you. All right. Um, so I love everything you're talking about, everything you're going to do. I find it all impressive and amazing, and I'm so excited for you, and I can't wait for it to be a reality. Um, during the tough times of actually getting it off the ground, the store and everything, the coffee shop, the ideas, um, what keeps you going, and where do you find your inspiration? And also, is it something that can be bottled and sold in the coffee shop? Because we all need the inspiration and drive that you have. Um, well, um, you know what, I, I'm, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't know how this is even coming to fruition. Like, I just, I, you know, I feel, um, I feel really blessed. And I have to say, I, I pray daily about this. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like, um, God has really been a big part of just, putting things where they need to be as I'm moving forward. Mm-hmm. I, I have an awesome family. Um, my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece, my grandma, my aunts, my uncles, um, always giving an encouraging word. And I have to tell you, my my sister and brother-in-law, I don't know how they stand me because I call them a lot. 
Um, <laughs> and my sister is like a master planner. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I have too much going on and I can't focus, I'll talk to her and she'll say, you know, well, what do you need to do first? Okay, we'll do that. You know, put this on the side for now, you know, like to help me to keep focused. And then my brother-in-law, he's just, uh, his wisdom is incredible. And he's, Every time I've had a meltdown, he's been the one that has pulled me back from the brink <laughs> of like completely losing it. Like he just, you know, he he's just a, a really like wise man. And and just the when I talk to him, I feel like I can do anything. Um, mm -hmm. And it just it, it like touches me more than I think more than he could ever know, like his his support, my sister's support. Also the support of my roommate, Jasmine, who one of the reasons she moved to Philly is to help get this off the ground. You know, wow, so she, that's awesome. yeah, she, she, so she, you know, moved from uh, Virginia, moved, she's originally from Philly, but hadn't lived here for a while, came back to Philly to help with this. And she gives me a hug when I need to, and tells me I'm being ridiculous when, when I need to be told that too. Um, mm -hmm. my awesome friends, Corinne Wilson, Aaron Wilson, um, Vanessa Mortillo, Rose Scott, the people who are here, um, with me in Philly, you know, just kind of always giving an encouraging word. Like, I'm just so thankful for all of them because I like, this is the kind of thing you can't do this kind of thing alone. It's like, this mm -hmm. is my project, but so many people are like standing in agreement with me on this that, mm -hmm that they really buoy me and keep me going because because you do you get you get tired you get discouraged so that is another thing i'll say if you want to start your own business make sure your network is strong and you just have people who love you and support you because you're going to need them even if they're not directly involved in the business like knowing that they're a shoulder to cry on to lean on that they'll pick you up when you you know can't go any further and will just whisper that word of encouragement in your ear to just keep you going like that is that is like an awesome thing and, I, and I'm so so thankful I'm trying not to cry as I say this oh uh, it's just such an awesome thing I'm, and I'm just so thankful for everyone in my life who believes in me believes in this and has been supportive that is so awesome um I mean thank you so much for for doing this this it Everybody that's listening right now on the podcast are super psyched about this. You've got a lot of support. I've been tweeting out the links to um, the Mula Hoop page where people can go to donate. Um, so I am going to go ahead and wrap up. But before I do, let's just make sure everybody knows where to go, um, the website, where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find you on any other social network, and just continue to spread the word and support this effort to have Amalgam happen. Okay, so so the crowdfunding is on Moolah Hoop. Moolah Hoop is spelled M-O-O-L-A-H-O-O-P. So if you Google Moolah Hoop, you know, you should see them come up. Um, and if once you click on the, the link and open the page, if you go to find a project at the top, um, my project will show up right at the top and it's labeled Building a Community Geek Space Focusing on Diversity and Inclusivity. Um, we are also on Facebook. If you look for Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, you can find us that way. We are on Twitter. Our handle is at Amalgam Philly. Amalgam is spelled A-M-A-L-G-A-M. And of course, Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y. 
Uh, we are also on Tumblr and Instagram, same thing, uh, at Amalgam Philly. So if you go on those platforms and look for us, you'll find us there. Um, our website is uh, www.amalgamphilly.com. Um, that is not up and running yet, but should actually be live probably before the end of the month. Um, so if you want to like bookmark that for the future, you know, you'll be able to go there soon as well. Great. And you're looking for May to be the date that this store gets opened? Yes. At some point in May, that is, that is the ultimate goal. I definitely want to be open before the summer hits. Okay. So, um, on Twitter at shy hustler suggested that the black girl nerds podcast should do a live podcast on the grand opening. Is that oh, something that you're interested in? That that would actually be awesome. I would love to do that. So I will mark my calendar for May that we will be doing the podcast. Okay, great. Because your your store will be opened in May. Yeah, that I mean that's the goal. Now again, you know, I have to go through like the city and permitting. So if everything goes according to plan, yes, we will be open in May. Um if I if I run into some crazy problem, you know, I'll let you know. But I'm, you know, hoping that that does not happen. I'm really excited to to get this off the ground. We will speak it into existence and it will happen. So I will carve out time for that month. And hopefully we will have a live podcast then. In the meantime, thank you so much, Ariel, for doing this. You are an inspiration there are women that have tweeted to me and emailed me and there's been comments um, since I've posted this on the Black Girl Nerd site where they feel comfortable knowing that this kind of space is happening, um, mm -hmm. that they feel like they can walk into a store and not feel judged. Because sadly, that's what happens at a lot of comic book stores. Even me, when I go into local comic book shops, I get that, you know, sort of that hesitation from the comic book store employees or the owner. Um, because they have preconceived notions of, you know, me as a as a geek, they think that I'm not really into, um, you know, various titles and such. So they won't help me as eagerly as they would, um, you know, a guy that's walking in. So I, I just want to say thank you because you are creating a culture of people that will feel more inclined to get into comic books and um, even maybe even start their own businesses or start their own comic books because they have a place now where people will be interested in them and buy them. So um, yes, absolutely. thank you. Thank, thank you. Me. Thank you so much for having me guys. I I'm so just so appreciative that, that you all uh, wanted to sit down and talk with me. It's like uh, so humbling as this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And thank you Latanya for co-hosting tonight. And next week guys, um, we are going to do a special podcast about mental illness in the black community. So we'll have a panel of guests, both men and women who um, have suffered from mental illness and have some advice and are also experts in the field um, that will talk with us and have that discussion on next week's show. So tune in same time, 7 PM Eastern standard time next week. See you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Finally, I'm finally free.